Welcome to the Biz and Life Done Well podcast, where we explore what it means and what it takes to do business and life well. I'm your host, Peter Wilson. If you're like me, you're intrigued by stories of common people who have achieved uncommon success in business and life. Join me as I interview fascinating people about how they got started, their successes and failures, their habits and routines, and what inspires them. Today we are speaking with Brig Leland of Pivot Pass. Uh, I've known Brig for close to a year. Well, Peter, first off, I want to just thank you for inviting me. Um, I've really enjoyed uh, building our relationship and for you to, to ask me to um, join your podcast is, is, uh, is a great opportunity. And um, so hopefully I can add value to all your listeners. Um, my name is Brig Leland. My company is Pivot Pass. We are based out of Richmond, Virginia, and we are an employee wellness company. Um, we started in 2013 with, um, when I say we, it was me and my life partner, April. And um, yeah, it's been a journey since then. When did you start the company? <laughs> 2013. And we started it in Charlottesville, which is a small uh, community. It's gotten some recent press the past couple of years, but it's where um, University of Virginia is. And it's, it's about an hour away from where Richmond, Virginia is. And Richmond is, it's about uh, a million plus people uh, in the metro area. So it's, a, it's not a large city, but it's, it's a pretty decent size. Mm. So what, what was the journey to starting that company? How did you end up, you know, starting the company in the first place? The whole premise was that we wanted to make fitness easier. Um, so when we started the company, the idea was that we would be focusing on fitness. We'd be focusing on the individual. And um, we felt like there was a better way to make fitness easier. Um, by uh, grouping some of the best gyms in the area, uh, bringing them together as a, as a network. And mm-hmm. so what we offered was a, a multi-gym path. So fitness is a huge theme I hear. I think the, the obvious next question is, tell us about your, your own personal fitness journey. I mean, it's uh, not like you just had some interest in fitness. You thought, oh, this might be a good business idea. I mean, from what I know of you and the conversations we've yeah. had, and I see you on Instagram, uh, you seem like you are really into fitness. So what's that journey been like for you? Well, it pro- Peter, it probably makes sense to talk about April for a moment and how Absolutely. April and I got connected uh-huh. um, because that is really how the business evolves be, uh, as a result of our personal relationships. So, April and I met up in Massachusetts. Uh, we met at an off-sale course race, <laughs> and okay. she had a boyfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I became friends with her boyfriend, <laughs> and um, we, we, we met at that event. It wasn't anything. It wasn't like it was a big deal. It really stuck in my memory. And then um, 
about two years later, we remet and we remet at a triathlon. And we met um, at the finish line. And uh, I recognized her boyfriend, who mm-hmm. at the time was actually her ex. And um, April uh, came across the finish line and recognized me. Basically, our relationship started then, and it just has has non has been uh, ongoing ever since. So that was that was about seven years ago. And um, as our relationship got more serious, uh, we were about two years into it. April took a job in Charlottesville and relocated there. And we mm. didn't know if our relationship was going to last that mm. long long distance relationship. And um, we did it. We, we had a long distance relationship for, I think it was like two or three years. You, you'd have to ask April. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but you know, we had, we had this long distance relationship and then it, it got to the point where it was time for me to make the decision about moving to Charlottesville or not. And when I did, um, it was at that point that we we decided that we wanted to start a business. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always wanted to start a business, and um, her and I, over the the course of our relationship, have always written down different business ideas um, with the idea that at some point we would pursue one of them. And a multi gym pass was one of our ideas. Uh, it made sense. Um, at the time, because we were seeing success um, in other markets like that class pass company mm-hmm. and and when we looked at when we looked at our true passions, we met in a on Nasser course race we re met at a triathlon our first date was i I kind of skipped over this, but our first date was hurricane irene um, we did a Spartan race. Then we went surfing in a hurricane, and <laughs> April introduced me to surfing. And um, <laughs> crazy, so that's yeah. So like our our relationship has always revolved around fitness. Um, we saw a problem that we wanted to solve, and um, and so it was a natural fit. Mm. So mm. does that does that that's yeah. a long way of answering your question? Yeah, that's 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 great. How did you get into fitness? I was always active as a kid, and when I got out of college, I realized that um, fitness was a key component to how how I felt as an individual, mm-hmm. and the confidence that I had, and the success that I could bring to my job. And so I put fitness as a priority right off the bat upon graduation, and um, ever since then, it's it's just been a part of my life. The other aspect of, of working out is the, the energy that it gives me. It is, it is better than a gallon of coffee. It is better than anything that I could do. Um, and, and I know this because when, when I'm not active, let's yeah. say I'm traveling or I take a couple of days off, I take a week off. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my performance in every aspect of my life suffers. And so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even if I'm not, 
even if it's a 30 minute workout, it's just, you know, breaking a sweat every day yep. is something that I try to do. It's not, yep. not perfect, but breaking a sweat could be 20 minutes and you've broken a sweat and that's, that's kind of like my, my bare minimum for each day. I like to do an early morning workout. I found that my, my body has a, a good rhythm of waking up right around five o'clock. I know mm. that probably sounds really early for most people. Um, if I try to do six or 7 a.m., I'm more sluggish. Mm -hmm. So 5 a.m. works for me. I, um, I typically do um, a class workout. Mm -hmm. So I'll go to a CrossFit gym or I'll do... I'm very curious to kind of get a, just a, a summary or like a Reader's Digest elevator idea of you know, where you're at with the company right now. I think it probably makes sense just to start with the, the premise that we're a startup, which is, is uh, a little bit different than um, what, let's just call it like a main street business. What, what, we, what we've always wanted to do from the beginning is do something different than what's been done. Um, we've wanted to, or we want to change the status quo um, so when we, when we started, it was about individual fitness, mm -hmm. the company and our mission of improving physical fitness has evolved, but we're still at core focused on the individual's health. Mm -hmm. Um, so one of our mottos is, our, our, our primary motto is we believe that when people are their health, healthiest selves, they can live their most fulfilling lives, our mm -hmm. lives. Mm -hmm. That is at at core essence what pivot pivot pass is. Um, that's what we try to do is help people become their healthiest selves because they can they can have their best life. Um, so when we were doing individual um, fitness passes, we had a couple of organizations come to us that said, "Can we just buy?" all of our members passes and we'll, you know, we'll pay for them all. And then, uh, you know, you can just uh, administer them and, and, you know, basically it would be a benefit for our members. Could you do that? Mm -hmm. And it was first was, it was a sorority at UVA and we were like, really? Well, sure. And overnight we, um, I think we doubled in size because they had a large sorority. Uh-huh. And that's where the inkling started that maybe it makes more sense and we can make a bigger impact if we were to work with organizations. But that wasn't solidified until <clears throat> an organization in Charlottesville um reached out to us. Uh the organization is Apex Clean Energy and they do um sustainable energy. Uh, predominantly wind farms across the U.S. And they, um, over the course of a couple months, they they wanted to uh, work with us. They wanted to, they said that we were doing exactly what they were trying to do internally, mm -hmm. which was bring, bring more fitness offerings, bring uh, 
offer a benefit to their employees that um, that is unique. And anyways, we, we started working with them and it just was a natural fit. And we started to shift our services to be more employer focused or organizational focused because mm-hmm. what we found was if we work well with organizations, we can really have an impact on more people's lives versus um, working individual versus having, um, you know, going directly to the individual. Right. So you can reach um, a broader audience quicker. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and from an individual perspective, they're getting the money from their employer. Mm-hmm. So, so the employer is like, I want to give my employees a benefit that will help them be happy and engaged with our company. Mm-hmm. And from our perspective, it's perfectly in line with our mission. And um, I think we, we reached, so we started um, a corporate exclusive offering with Apex in January of this year. Mm-hmm. And within the first couple of months, we achieved 75% participation in our program. And they had, uh, by the way, they've, they've doubled in size since we started working with them. So it's kind of hard wow. to know the number. Yeah. Yeah. They went from... They went from about 100 employees, and now they're well over 230, 40, 50 employees. So, um, you know, 75% engagement off of the first few months of working with us. They're thrilled. We're thrilled. We love working with, you know, these employees. And, um, and then our business has, you know, now, we're, now we've optimized our business to – um, to help other companies like Apex achieve the same result. So let me clarify one point. You you said you emphasized wellness. You're a wellness company. So what do you mean by that? We call it total wellness. Um, it's really a holistic approach to an individual. Um, our definition of wellness is definitely not the Webster's Dictionary definition. All right. All right. <laughs> our, definition, well, okay. Go. our definition is, you know, supporting an individual so that whether it's stress or financial resources or fitness and nutrition or um, joy or um, it could be professional development to a certain extent, it's really looking at the individual as a as a person mm-hmm. and and um, supporting that that individual and all the all the kind of wellness and I put that in quotes that we can and what we found is you know we we started with fitness and we focus on fitness because that's um, something that's tangible it's easy to track um, it it's, it, it drives down insurance costs. Um, but as our business grows, we're expanding our services to include all of those different aspects. Mm-hmm. So um, you said that you're a startup. So I'm, I've done a couple startups myself. I know that it's uh, kind of a harrowing experience at times. <laughs> so what has been, um, what's one 
big challenge that you overcame that you really felt was a was a huge success? Because I, I realize in a startup you have to kind of you have to sort of celebrate the successes along the way, you know, because sure. you're so so what what's an example of one that you've we're you're really proud of? Um so in the startup world there's lots of different terms that get thrown at and that they get used and one of the terms is product market fit. Um if I were to start a plumbing business, mm-hmm. um product market fit is already defined. Yes. There, you know, I'm providing a service that is needed, I know who my clients are, I know exactly what they want. Mm-hmm. In our business, because we're a startup, product market fit is, is sometimes the hardest thing to achieve to, to really figure out what is it that our customers want. Mm-hmm. And um, when we made that transition from an individual wellness company to a corporate slash employee wellness company, and we contracted with Apex, that's by far the uh, that's when we we achieved product market fit and mm-hmm. um, I think that that's our our biggest success um, since then it's just led to more successes so mm-hmm. um, you know it that that was a really um, important tipping point or milestone for us so how did you get there well um, and I think you're referring to that shift from individual to corporate yeah. and yeah and peter you know you were part of this journey so it was it was definitely not a um, not a like i woke up in the middle of the night and said you know this is what we're doing um, right. you know apex and 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 starting with a company was was great it didn't necessarily mean that we would get other organizations Mm-hmm. And so we had to prove that to ourselves before before we could consider even going completely corporate. Mm-hmm. But um, so so that just entailed meeting with as many employers. Mm-hmm. And when I mean employers, I, we think about either the CEO or the director of HR, sometimes the CFO. Mm-hmm. of organizations that um, predominantly are, are 200 people or more because those, those organizations um, offer health insurance to their employees. Mm. Got so, it. so a lot of it was just, you know, having, having as many meetings as we could and, and seeing if what we, what we designed and built out and, and rolled out to Apex could fit these other organizations. And at the end of the day, it, it came back, uh, the feedback that we got was absolutely. I, I, can't, I can't think of another, I can't think of a company that gave us a hard no in terms of what you do is, it has nothing to, you know, I, I have no interest in bringing what you do to our company. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, after hundreds of, of meetings, I think that, you know, that's, that's a pretty good sign that we are on the right track. Yeah. So, startup, what prepared you um, in your life? I mean, it sounds like you went to school. What was, um, you know, what, if anything, was 
you know, your preparation for the startup? I love that question. So I grew up up in New England and <clears throat> my dad owned a construction company. And as a kid, I just watched my dad run his business. It wasn't that large. Um, he had um, anywhere from one to four employees working with him at, a, at any time. And <clears throat> I remember being in the car and him driving around and being so proud of the work that he did. So we'd be, you know, driving to go get an oil change. And he'd be like, on the way there, he'd point out different businesses that he's done work for. And then we get to the car dealership and he's like, he's like, oh, yeah, you see all this, you know, you see this building right here. Well, I did these components. Mm. Um, and that had a pretty strong impact on me. Um, and then my brother is, um, he's a couple years younger than me. He started his business and he started essentially right out of, uh, to a certain extent, right out of, of high school. He was working in construction and was uh, trained by somebody who said, you know, hey, why don't I help you start your own business? Mm -hmm. And he started his uh, fence company and it's been incredibly successful um, since doing so. And I, I would say that those two examples really inspired me to consider going out on my own. Um, I had a, my, my background, to go, to go back a little bit, was um, I went to Boston University Business School and Straight out of business school, I went to work in real estate development, and I got a really awesome opportunity to work on uh, cutting-edge projects. These were um, this was uh, sustainability before it became a cool term, mm -hmm. <laughs> and we did um, we did some of the uh, the coolest projects, like the largest geothermal installation in the U.S. or um, largest photovoltaic uh, installation. It was just like really cool. And I loved the fact that I was, I was building something. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I was working for somebody else. Mm. Um, I, I loved that job all the way until the, uh, the beginning of the recession. And in, <laughs> um, and, and in, let's see, I, I'm actually, I, I, I decided like before this interview to bring out my resume so I get the dates right. So um, at the uh, 2007, I had to leave that company because the, just the opportunities weren't there. Yeah. And I went to work for um, a company that invests in those types of projects. Mm -hmm. um, I felt like I thought that my mission was going to be to become a developer one day, and I wanted to learn the, the hardest piece of developing a project, and I felt like that was finance because obviously we were we were dealing with 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 a with a financial crisis mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. at that time. And so, yeah. anyways, long story short, I spent uh, nine or ten years in the investment tax credit syndication debt side. Of, of business and I worked with so many different entrepreneurs. I worked with um, 
you know, one or two person companies all the way up to companies that are, are in the news every day. Mm-hmm. And they all inspired me. So when it came time to start the business, um, you know, we, we chose, April and I chose because she's the, uh, we co-founded the Pivot Path together. Mm-hmm. We chose something that we were both passionate about. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to build something. We wanted to develop something that potentially nobody has ever seen before. Mm. So, yeah. Cool. So what was the biggest surprise in starting the business? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um I think what we weren't anticipating was we we thought that we knew what customers wanted. It, it goes back to that product market fit. Mm-hmm. That regardless of how much research we do, or uh, prospect interaction, or whatever it may be, to um, a better understand our customers, there's. You know, we, we just were constantly surprised by the sophistication of, of, of people. I mean, people, are, people are, are, are unique and special, and, and we just have to remind ourselves that, you know, um, uh, I guess it's, it's, just been that, it's been a journey to make sure that, that we're, we're fulfilling the needs, we're helping people. And if we can mm-hmm. do that every, and it changes, we always have to be on our toes with it. Mm-hmm. That's been the most surprising is that, you know, I thought that it, we would build a technology platform that would make it easy for people to go work out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's not where we are today. Right. Uh, that's one component, but it's, you know, people are complex. And, mm. and um, if we really want to fulfill on our mission, we we have to continue to innovate. So it's been it's it's fun. I love the challenge of it, um, but that's the most surprising, I would say. So so, what advice would you have for somebody who's in like a corporate job right now? Somebody who's in their twenties or thirties, and they're like, you know what? I think I want to do this startup thing. The advice that I got, and it actually um, it's it's really relevant to this, but. Um, it, it actually brings me back to when I was trying to decide what I was going to do after college. Mm-hmm. Um, the advice that I got was, what is your dream job 15 or 20 years from now? Like, where do you envision yourself? Mm-hmm. And then say, why can't I do that today? And so at that time, I really loved real estate. I really loved development. So I was, I was thinking I needed to do like a long-term 10-year path from college, you know, get, get three or four intro uh, jobs to get to be a developer. And um, this person said, why can't you just do that right out of college? And uh, logically, it, I, I ended up working for a developer, but, um, mm-hmm. but I would give the same advice to someone who's, who's interested in starting a business, whether it's a startup or a main street, uh, business. Mm -hmm. I would, I would say if that's your goal, you have to do that now. Mm. Can't think about tomorrow. You can't think about, you know, months from now. Um, I, I kind of regret that I didn't do the transition sooner. I thought, I thought that 
I thought that I needed to have capital. I needed to have a lot of savings to start a business. Mm. I also thought that I needed experience. So I spent, you know, 10 years working for different organizations trying to gain experience. And don't get me wrong, it was beneficial, but I don't think I'd, I would have done that. Um, I don't, I, I think that the experience that you acquire is just on the job. It's, Getting right. your hands dirty. <clears throat> right. And, and the funding piece of it is, you know, of course, make sure that you're, that you can support your personal life. And whether that's a family or, or just you as an individual, make sure that you can support that. But there, are, if you want to start a business, there are so many funding resources out there, um, especially for, for people who are in the early stages of starting a business. Mm-hmm. I think, I think later, like where, where we are right now, it's, it's a little bit of a different story, but, um, you know, there's, there's, there's SBA loans, there's, um, raising money for a business through friends and family or angel investors. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, that's, that would be my advice is if you have that goal, the sooner you can do it, the, the better off you'll be, the happier off you'll be. And mm-hmm. for all I know, pivot past. You know, 10 years from now could be completely different. I may not even be affiliated with the organization, mm-hmm. but I can promise you one thing. I will, I will never go back to the corporate world. <laughs> I, will, I, will, I will always be, or I, I, I think that I will always be, um, you know, in the startup scene or, you know, kind of leading my own destiny right. um, from a business perspective. Right. Yeah. Right. One or two folks that have mentored you or just inspired you from afar that you like to um, pay attention to and really, you know, sort of follow their advice? I mean, I think at the end of the day, it's, it's about surrounding yourself with, with people that not only you trust, but that are just smarter, maybe more experienced or mm-hmm. uh, you look up to in, in different aspects. Right. Um, one of the reasons why I felt really comfortable starting the business with April is it, besides we're life partners, she has all the strengths I don't. Mm. And hopefully I have some strengths she doesn't. Right. It's, it's so, um, and, I, and, and as we started, or when we started the business, we were not affiliated with any incubator or accelerator programs. But what what we've learned is that by joining those types of groups, we've now been part of two that they help tremendously in providing resources through their mentor, um, their mentor directory. So that if I need help in any area of, of our business, I can, I can leverage those. And over the past uh, few years, I can I can name off you know several mentors from Charlottesville and and we were part of UBA's iLab program there and that was absolutely instrumental in getting us to where we are today and now we're in Richmond and we're part of Startup Virginia and just the resources the people the connections um, and it, it's it's made our success tenfold what it would have been without Mm. so Mm. i would just suggest that you know it doesn't it's not like there's a like there's a formula 
I, mm-hmm. I just think that if, if you, if you're interacting with somebody that, that you look up to in, in a particular area, let, you know, like, remember that next time you have an issue in that area, you, you know, reach out to that contact and, mm-hmm. you know, it's all about relationship. It's all about right. community. Yeah. So, yeah. That's true. So what about books? Are there any books or authors that you, um, that inspire <laughs> you or, you know, I chuckle because, um, of course what brought us together was story branding. Absolutely. And so, you know, Donald Miller, that book, um, that book really explains how I was trying, I was trying to figure out marketing in the Donald Miller way. And I didn't, I couldn't figure out why I was not happy with uh, the traditional marketing and advertising Mm -hmm. and just going through the story branding process is just, it's just perfectly in line with what we try to do as a business. And, Mm. um, but other books, you know, I'm reading, um, let's see, I just bought, uh, Blitz scaling, and I've started reading that with um, the co-founder of LinkedIn, Reed Hoffman. Um, I'm reading Essentialism as well. That's a great, great book. Mm, yes, for, definitely. Like being able to focus on, you know, fewer but more mm-hmm. important aspects, and that's actually changed how my day-to-day work is. I I used to, you know, when you when you start a business and Peter, you know, you're, you're the, you're the janitor as well as the, you know, every, you're everything. Mm-hmm. Bookkeeper, accountant. Bookkeeper. Yeah. And if, if your business is going to grow, if it's going to scale, obviously you can't do everything, but it's hard to let go. And <clears throat> so my role has, has definitely been better defined through by, by taking uh, practices outlined in that book. And then, um, Ray Dalio's book, and I'm I'm just googling. It. I think it's called Fundamentals, principles. and that's principles. Thank you. Yeah. Um, that's an amazing book. To you know, he they, they're his life and business principles, and he's an extremely successful hedge fund manager, but also just philanthropist and. Um, anyways, a family person. And that's been inspiring as well. I would say those, those are kind of my top three or four. I mean, of course we have the, the, the Gary D's and the Tim Ferriss and, um, I can list, you know, dozens of other books, but those really stick out. Right. Right. Great. Um, what was the one by Reed Hoffman? What was that called again? I think, yeah, blitz, blitz scaling. Blitz scaling. Okay. He has yep. a great podcast as well. Um, there it's called, what's it called? Masters of scale. Exactly. Um, we'll put links to all these books in the uh, show notes. If anybody wants to find those. Yeah. On Amazon. So, so, um, so what about, um, you know, let's step away from business and all that and fitness, you know, 
So what other things inspire you just in your uh, day-to-day life? I mean, you know, we've got business, we've got fitness. I mean, that's kind of a two-dimensional view of our lives. What are the other dimensions (laughs) of your life? Yeah, well, April and I have uh, two awesome kids. Um, I probably shouldn't call um, our 17-year-old a kid. it's but okay. we have we have we have just you know two awesome kids that are um, really um, you know they're individual they're they are fun they are awesome they uh, Peter you met Athena and yep. Athena yeah. is brilliant and she mm. inspires me every day we went yesterday we we I, I I left work a little early which is a really great thing to do. And um, Athena doesn't have her license. So she was like, I've never driven a car. Would you take me into, you know, some sort of parking lot? Yeah. And so we did that experience yesterday. And it was just thrilling. It was the best part of my day yesterday. Mm, fun. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's uh, for, for me, for April, it's, it's about family. It's about uh, whether it's my family up in New England whether it's our kids or April's family, which is in Tulsa, mm. um, they're, they're really important to us, every single one of them. So, mm-hmm. mm. yeah, that's, that's kind of it. I, I don't know what else I could spend time on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or, or, so, or, or said differently, we don't have a lot of time in, you know, in today's uh, current society. So that's, that's what I spend my time well, you've on. Got, you've got a lot of responsibilities. So how would you define life done well? My gosh, it's balance. And I'm learning that, or I'm trying to learn that right now. <laughs> it's, it's, um, and I, I haven't thought about this question beforehand, so uh, I'm kind of formulating it as I, as I talk, but um, it's if once you identify your priorities, if if you can if you can balance those. So if my top priorities are my family, my business, and my personal health or fitness, mm-hmm. um, then it's just finding the balance. I can't put, um, you know, I, uh, I, it's just. Um, I guess sometimes the business can take over my life and everything else suffers. And so um, in my mind, it's just, it's just finding that balance and making sure that my priorities are straight. And I know that that's probably like quintessential or pretty obvious, um, but I'll give you an example. So I, uh, we didn't talk about this uh, too much in detail, but um, I block my time based on those priorities. Okay. So, um, so I know that during the day can it's it's predominantly during the workday business. So, mm-hmm. um, so I make sure that you know when there when it's when it's non-business time. So let's say the business time is nine to five, give or take, mm-hmm. then, then before nine, 
and after five, it's the other two priorities. Okay. And as long as I separate them like that, yeah. then I'm able to make sure that I can be full, fully focused on the kids or fully mm-hmm. focused on other family or in the mornings when nobody's up at five o'clock, I can be fully focused on my fitness. Mm-hmm. So what are the things that you look for when you are considering um, you know, hiring somebody? April loves the term gumption. So mm-hmm. gumption um, is, you know, someone who is willing to pick up a project and run with it. Yep. Um, there's, there's trust behind gumption. There's, there's a lot of description behind gumption, but that's a, that's, that's a term that we continue to go back to when we think about hiring um, someone the other one is we do not use traditional um, hiring practices, I would say. Um, what I mean by that is we, we leverage our relationships with others. So right. we'll reach out to folks in our network because they're people that we can trust. And if they're going to recommend somebody for a particular position with us, then um, that's, that's going to be much more important than, um, than a cold lead from uh, a website or whatnot. Right. So word of mouth um, referrals. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's how we found yeah. you. Exactly. <laughs> that's how we met. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So every, everybody that we've hired has come through that type of process, mm-hmm. um, and that's why we try to build a big network of people that we trust so that when we send out a request, you know, we have a lot of people that we, can, that we could potentially get responses back from, mm-hmm. whether it's hiring or right. anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's, I love that word gumption. It's kind of, uh, it's, it's got the can do. I wrote down in my notes here, can do. Um, scrappiness, <laughs> scrappiness, resourcefulness, um, yeah. resilient, um, moxie. Um, you know, I can I I can see that type of person, and knowing the types of folks that you work with, I see that that fits um, fits their description as well. What else do we need to know about you, Brig? What comes to mind is that um, everybody knows. Everybody who knows me knows that I I don't generally wear a shirt unless I'm in the office. So um, I'm 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 often known as, as shirtless. But the reason one of the reasons why I do that, of course, is because I'm often active and sweating and whatnot. And, but, and you're and if you've seen any pictures, you'd know that you're pretty ripped. But oh, thanks, um, appreciate that. But um, I'm I'm healthy relatively. Um, <laughs> But the other reason why I do it now, because it's changed as I've matured, is is that I really just want to embrace what makes me happy and 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 inspire somebody else to kind of step out of the line with everybody. Uh, what I mean by the line with everybody is, you know, uh, in general, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you have a yeah. hundred people. Everybody's, you know, 
most of the people are standing in a particular way, mm-hmm. whatever. And, yeah. and, and if, if I can help inspire somebody to take their, you know, take their uh, proverbial shirt off and be, be unique um, and do what makes them happy, pursue those things that hopefully will ultimately lead them to success. Um, that, that's why I do it nowadays. I inspired somebody this morning. It was great. He, he was like, he was like, hey, you inspired me to take my shirt off. And I know that that's like a very physical thing, but um, all of a sudden now he's working out with a group of a hundred people, and he's 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 not part. He's not just you know he doesn't necessarily fit into the mold. Right. And I I, I kind of love that. Right. Um, I don't know one other story I guess. Um, is that um, so my family came to the United States um, right around the Mayflower and every, every generation on my father's side mm-hmm. since then um, has had an entrepreneur. And wow. so it's been inspiring to watch my dad, my brother, all those previous companies, we're talking oil companies, paper companies, just like random, but, you know, kind of um, the core businesses at that time, the industrial revolution and yeah. all of that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's something that I, that I always had wanted to do when I had a corporate career. Making the transition was the hardest decision, mm-hmm. but despite the ups and downs and the struggle like you just described. And um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for anything. I just would have done it sooner. <laughs> that's it's uh, good advice. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel some of that myself uh, having <laughs> started my own company at 51, having done some startups as well, but um, was with co-founders and, others and was not like the you know the 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 core founder i guess if you will um so that's great advice well brig i really appreciate your time today and um i'll put some links to uh pivot pass and um you know some of the other the instagram and some of the other uh links i'll put those in the uh show notes if folks want to check out the business pivot pass um, and uh, follow them on Instagram. And uh, well, there's some contact information we'll have there too. If somebody just wants to find out more about your company and you know how you might be able to help them. So I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This has Mm -hmm. been, this has been a great experience and um, I'm really excited to see how your, how this podcast evolves over time. Um, it'll be exciting to potentially come back in six months and we can talk about other stuff. Exactly. And, yep. Um, yep. You're on the I rotation. Wish you, <laughs> <laughs> I wish you uh, a ton of success and um, uh, I appreciate uh, you inviting me. And yeah, no, by the way, no shirtless photos on, on the, <laughs> the, the Instagram, whatever you put out there. Cheap. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brig. <laughs> 
All right. Say hi to April. Take care. Will do. Thank you, Thanks. Peter. Bye. Yep. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Biz and Life Done Well with Peter Wilson. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and most of the other popular podcast platforms. Please tell your friends about us and leave us a review so even more people will find out about us. Thanks again. We'll see you soon.